Grace Lynn is a graduate student at Santa Clara University, a candidate for the Master's of Science degree in Computer Science and Engineering. This summer, Grace interned as a user experience design intern at Electronic Arts. This past April, Grace started Design Buddies, a design community that has grown organically to over 5,000 members since launch, making it the fastest growing design community on Discord. Design Buddies is the place for all designers from all backgrounds to connect and empower each other. Beyond Discord, Design Buddies has expanded to their own website, Medium blog, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. In this episode, we'll find out how Grace started Design Buddies, her experience in transition into the world of product design, and her side hustle, Candy Leaf Designs. Thank you so much, Grace, for being on today's podcast episode. I just wanted to start off by asking where you're calling from, what school you go to, and how you started Design Buddies. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm calling from San Jose, California. I go to Santa Clara University, and I started Design Buddies because I wanted to create an inclusive space for anyone interested in design to be able to connect and support and mentor each other. And for me, I actually came from a non-traditional design background. I actually studied bioengineering and computer engineering in school, but now I'm doing UX design. So I felt like for me, coming from a non-traditional background, I did not have any resources or any support system that could really support my career goals from school. So I turned to the internet to reach out to other designers. And I realized that a lot of people coming from other backgrounds also want to go into design. So Design Buddies became a community of all designers from all different backgrounds to connect and uh, participate in events and also help each other out and just make friends. So it's since grown to about 5,000, over 5,000 members in four months through organic growth. Yeah, that is so cool how you were able to grow at such a fast pace, especially during turbulent times. I was wondering, were there any challenges you faced in growing this community and were there anything that you found missing in your school life and your school community that you brought to Design Buddies? Yeah, so my school is a small private school, so there's not a lot of there's there's no design major, and then there I didn't meet any other students or that many too many other students who were interested in design. So I didn't I did not have any mentors at school could, that really know the field of UX and product design. So I turned to the internet. However, after joining a lot of design communities online, I found that I was personally feeling pretty scared to engage in them because it feels like everyone there had so much more experience, had a design degree, or at least went to a boot camp, versus I just studied engineering. I didn't have any like formative paperwork. So I felt unqualified to ask for questions and I just like didn't feel like I just like felt scared. Like what I was like, what if my future boss is here? What if the question I'm asking is actually really obvious? So I realized I so I just created my own community because like I was just feeling like the overall vibe of other communities was intimidating. And in the design buddies because I want to be friendly and like inclusive. And then our mascot is also a bunny because that sounds like buddies. And then so my challenge along the way is like kind of managing growth. It just like grew super fast because I realized other people like other designers in my shoes also felt like intimidated in other design communities. And, and like a lot of times other design communities aren't very active as well. Um, or like just full of like, 
a lot of people, but not very engaging. So I put it on Discord because I feel like it's a platform where people can feel more open to talking. They don't even have to use their real names, but we also keep a, like, I have a team of moderators to help um, keep troublemakers out. So I guess, like, the trouble is, like, growth and just kind of dealing with what we want to focus on because we have so many initiatives, but we're trying to find that one thing we do best and kind of leverage from there. Um, and just drive our growth. And right now we just have so many initiatives and just finding what exactly we want to focus on. That's what me and the admin team are working on right now. Wow, such an inspiration. Thank you. I, yeah, I just wanted to loop back to, you know, switching from bioengineering, a very technical major, to design and, you know, your experience transitioning. Yeah, so a little, little backstory. I, growing up, I wanted to become an anime artist or a game designer. I would never really listen in class. I wasn't ever like focused on grades. I love entertaining people. I love storytelling and drawing comics and manga and making people laugh. So I always saw myself working in games, entertainment, or social media. However, I also ran cross-country and track and got really into that as well. And growing up in Silicon Valley, a lot of the kids, parents, teachers were always encouraging a career path in science, doctor, engineer, lawyer. So I came into my undergrad in 2015 with a major in bioengineering on the pre-med track, an aspiring neurosurgeon with an MD-PhD to explore the relationship between artificial intelligence and neuroscience and how that relates to reducing pain and running. So my motivation of studying bioengineering was to biohack myself to run faster, essentially, because I was really into running. However, after two years of working in biomedical engineering research, I, I just like felt like it was so restricting for me because there's so many constraints to life or biology in general. Like in lab, I would just find myself repeating the same experiments over and over and over again. I would just look forward for lab to end. I would look forward to going home so I could draw and be more creative. End of my sophomore year is when I decided not to be pre-med anymore. And it was a big decision for me because I got a lot of like grant money from research projects. I was getting like, it was like doing really well, but I was hitting every moment of it. So it was really hard for me to really step out of that. But I really learned that even though it might look really good on your resume, it's not worth it to pursue something just for your resume or just because you got a lot of like awards and funding for that. And then during my junior year, I kind of started from like square run, run again. I went to the whole new field. I went to virtual reality, game design and computer science. And this virtual reality lab also started, opened up at Santa Clara University. And then I taught myself how to make my first virtual reality game. And I really loved VR because I felt like I had no constraints. Like versus I was feeling so constrained working in the lab, VR, I had the freedom to create anything. And that's what I loved most about it. And as I got into VR, game development, game design, computer science, did an internship in that last summer at Intuitive Surgical as a virtual reality robotic surgery game developer intern. So I made games, train surgeons, do surgery, kind of wrapping in my early interest of surgery while doing VR and while doing games, which sound like it was really, really fun, except it was, it felt really technical for me. Like, even though like for me as a person, I, I always like felt like I was better at arts, humanities in the creative field instead of science and engineering so it was like hard for me to code like coding is like really difficult for me but I still did it but it was just like I didn't enjoy it as much as I did designing the game and the favorite part was like the UX part of it so after that this was between my senior year and grad school I graduated college 2019 June 2019 and then I started grad school right after and my grad school is actually in computer science and engineering because I didn't know what I wanted to do after undergrad I wasn't ready to adult yet 
So I, I just signed up for grad school at the same school because it did not require the GRE and I struggled a lot with the GRE and I my score probably would not get me into any other school. So I stayed with the same school. And then the only related major that was I was like remotely interested in was computer science and engineering because I want to work in tech or something tech or game related. So I studied that. And then after taking more classes, like my, my majors mostly focus on like back end. So like computer architecture, um, operating systems, not really like any like application like most most of it focused on theory because sometimes a lot of people do their masters to get a phd and that was also something i was thinking about at that time however as i take more classes talk to more people do more information interviews i realized that phd is definitely not the path i want to take and then so i was kind of stuck in my masters and then around the, the, the first quarter of my masters i found this online class called students who design it was like this digital product design class that really helped me understand design like I always kind of want to go into design but I felt intimidated because some people in the design community felt really elitist so I felt really intimidated because I did not have a design degree and so that class really helped me really understand the fundamentals and walk me through my first design project and then since then I've just been doing a lot of hackathons taking every opportunity to improve in design doing freelance work and then also studying design buddies around the same time around April of this year and just applying to internships and doing getting ghosted by companies because I didn't have any connections and getting feedback from rejections and just keep taking every opportunity to really push the boundaries, learn and grow from there. And then which led to my internship at EA, I actually got it through networking. So I kind of like networked, did a lot of networking, did a lot of coffee chats with people also, which led to the growth of Design Bunnies and also my current UX design internship at Electronic Arts. And yeah, so that's where I'm at today. And that's how I kind of got into from STEM all the way to like back into art and design. It sounds like such an amazing journey. And I feel like a lot of people can uh, really learn from your experience and you're a true mentor to design buddies. And I'm sure that a lot of people, including me, really appreciate you uh, taking initiative to build such an amazing community. Thank you. Uh, so now I'm just going to segue into Candy Leaf Designs. I know that you like designing stickers and pins and you're super great at drawing. And so I was wondering, you know, as a art entrepreneur, what it's like growing Candy Leaf Designs and building your designs and, you know, selling. Yeah, thank you. I've always done art on the side, kind of like as growing up, I wish you a lot of comics, but I was always told that I should be studying more. I was I felt like I was discouraged to draw, but I always did it anyways. In high school, I used to draw every day. I, I would watch a lot of anime. So that's what my early art style was inspired by. And then after like kind of going to anime conventions, I realized like table, like there's this thing called Artist Alley where people can table at and sell merch out of their anime art. And I also draw like really similar anime art. So I was like, I always wanted to start, but I always felt like, oh, I had to focus on school. Like I had to like get good grades. I was pretty bad and everything. So I didn't, I was like thinking about it for like good five years or so. And then I just like one day, one of my friends who runs like a smaller design, not design, but anime convention invited me to table there. So I had like about a month to put everything together. And I looked on, I looked on this Facebook group called Artist Alley Network International and a lot of people post their experiences and their table set up. So I look for their tables for inspiration and, and Google like tutorials, how to do Artist Alley and get all the things they listed on Amazon and get all the, the tablecloth of the cube grid displays and all the like, even like the, the money safe and just like even the square car credit card meter. So I always get 
all these items, put them in a suitcase and then go table at conventions. And the first one went super well. Like people loved my original art and it made me feel really happy. So I started working with manufacturers to make even higher quality items because I don't have to like hand cut the stickers myself. So I work with a st vinyl sticker manufacturer, acrylic charm manufacturer, enamel pin manufacturer and working with these manufacturers to really research them and test them out and finding the the best deal for the highest quality is also something I've always done and looking at online reviews at these Facebook groups and kind of just like trial and error and doing more and more conventions and learning how to interact with customers and like really tapping into what they like and knowing like the current trends of the anime industry. So like talk to them about their costume or like talk, like kind of like know what they're really into to kind of really engage more customers in and also keeping up with social media and staying in touch and, and like keeping your customers excited for more merch updates and everything. Um, so end of 2019 was a big convention year for me. I've done about like six or seven events before the, the coronavirus hit and all of it. I had a, so much, so many plans to table in 2020, but they all got shot down because of coronavirus, but which like led to me to kind of just like branch out to focus on my career instead. Uh, so I kind of put Candidly Designs on pause. My shop is still open. I just don't advertise it that frequently, but it's definitely something I want to continue doing like on the back end, just, just uh, like purely stay as a side hustle for now. Now, just because I enjoy drawing and I also like plan to keep Kennedy Design's original original art only because I see a lot of people at anime conventions they draw fan art even though it makes a lot of sales I personally really advocate for doing what you want even though like I, I could have been making more money if I were to draw fan art but I just don't feel as much like personal satisfaction like people like spending money to buy someone else's design I feel like really happy when someone like wants to spend money on my own designs and which also kind of inspires me to keep creating my own style and kind of building a customer base from my own style even though I know I could probably be doing much better if I were doing um, fan art, but I just chose not to just because of, I just like more satisfaction that way. For sure. And, you know, with conventions being put on hold during the pandemic, and where do you think that, you know, the future of these sales may be going towards? You know, will these conventions go online? Will you be leveraging Instagram more for sales? Like, just out of curiosity, where do you think that, you know, the art world may go in terms of freelancing and selling your designs? Yeah, definitely think more online conventions will, will take place. But I do see there's a huge competition. There's so many people who do art out there. And what I plan to do with the future of Kennedy Designs is to use what I learned and make merch for Design Buddies and make it kind of go full circle. So instead of like making it for myself, I also make some for Design Buddies and use the manufacturers and use all the business and marketing skills I did for Kennedy Designs. I also help Design Buddies as well and kind of make Design Buddies themed merch just for fun and just to add another like layer of personalization or unique aspect to our organization by have custom merchandise. Sounds like a great idea. Thank you. So now I'm just going to go back to Design Buddies and just really talk about, you know, the future of these niche communities that are popping up on LinkedIn. And, you know, during this time, we want or are going to be more virtual now in the future as some schools are not even going to be returning to campus and we're going to rely more on Zoom and the virtual environment. Where do you think that, you know, these niche communities like Design Buddies will be heading? And do you think that will change when we eventually return to the new normal? Just your thoughts. Yeah, I definitely think like I definitely rode the shelter in place trend and people are looking for communities online so I can't find them in person. So definitely saw that trend coming and I hopped on the Create Design Buddies as well. Um, so I'm really just chasing trends and chasing what's out there. Um, so 
the my plan, my goal for Design Buddies is to have become the largest design community in the world. And I love to say how I started it as like an underdog. Like I was a student, I had like six months of design experience, but I founded like the fastest growing design community. And I just like want to use that to inspire people to start their own initiatives as well and saying that you don't need permission to start whatever you want. Um, so for me, I just started Design Buddies with just like no ever like official paperwork or no degree in design or not even a job in design yet. So I just like love using that to like encourage people to start their own initiatives. And yeah, we plan like our goal is to become the largest in the world. Um, but we also want to have a culture of inclusiveness and diversity so anyone can feel comfortable participating and have an awesome team of admins to help moderate it as well. And definitely in the future, I definitely see a more online presence overall because people are, um, from what I see in the industry, people are discovering that employees can be just as productive even if they work from home. They don't have to be in an office setting to be just as productive. So, And then you also save so much time and money with commuting. So definitely think this culture of being at home and just having everything remote, it's going to stay even after coronavirus ends. So I definitely think now is a really great time to start communities online. And, and like for anyone looking to start a community, I really just I want to emphasize like, what do you, what kind of value do you want? Like, think about what kind of value you want to bring. Like, how are you different than other communities out there? So for example, with Design Buddies, it's basically like a UX design project for me. I do a lot of market research and user research. Market research, I look at other communities. I see what works, what doesn't work. User research, I survey people inside and outside the community, like what they like, what they dislike, what they see is important, what they associate Design Buddies with and really understand like all the problem or like the aspect of design community in general like in all directions and it will kind of guide my my programs I create in design buddies and then and during my programs and events I always collect feedback so I can keep iterating and keep approving from there so I also see design buddies as like some kind of like a UX design project where I keep improving it based on like all types of feedback I receive. For sure. I feel like this will create like a new wave of how we create, you know, better content online. And, you know, as like a LinkedIn influencer yourself, I feel like there are a lot of people who look up to you and look up to others who have really formed this close knit community. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I was actually curious, you know, like since Design Buddies has grown so large very quickly, you have now partnerships with, you know, companies like Figma, which is like a huge, you know, design tool and really popular now. Uh, Where do you think that, you know, marketing towards these niche communities will go? Do you think that, you know, future partnerships of this kind will make marketing more exact to specific users? And will that help, you know, support the community as well as the company that you're partnering with? Like, what are your thoughts on, you know, partnering with big organizations like Figma? Yeah, I definitely think partnerships like are important because you can support and give value to each people's communities. Like for Fake Mobby, basically it's like free advertising for them, but they also help like help us create content as well. Like we have like an Ask Me Anything with product designers from Figma and they also help out mentor design buddies as well. So it definitely goes both ways. And I think the future of partnerships, people could focus on like what value could each organization bring to each other. And really, and then for Design Buddies, we want to focus on quality over quantity. We definitely get so many requests for partnerships, but oftentimes these partnerships look like, oh, they just want free designers for their product. So that's kind of like advice for anyone like looking to partner. I just like want to stress like, 
how can like both ways like help each other out and help each other like support mission of like for example Figma wants to empower designers they're also like having a student community so they have outreach for students and design buddies full of students so our mission like aligns in that way so that's why we work well together and definitely partnerships are really important as well to just support each other and also like help each other grow and also we can like kind of advertise or like share with each other's audiences as well to keep growing as well and supporting each other and providing different types of feedback and different perspectives along the way. For sure. So is there any last advice that you have for people pursuing design or starting their own student initiatives during this time? Yeah, I would just say you don't need permission to like, so I guess a little backstory how I another reason why I started Design Buddies is that I had a professor, um, he was like a department head and he spent about like 40, I was a grader for him. So it was just like a few months ago, he spent 40 minutes telling me how I should pursue bioengineering, how everything I'm doing in my career is wrong, and how his 14-year-old daughter is drawing. And he said like, oh, if you want to do design, you should be drawing since you were 14. I've been drawing since before that, but I didn't argue with him. But he just like was really, really, really discouraging in me pursuing design. But so I didn't listen to him. Instead, I created the fastest growing design community in the world, landed an internship at one of the largest gaming companies. So I just like loved sharing like even if you have people in your life, like even if they may be like department heads with over 20 years of experience in their field, they don't know, like they're not qualified to make decisions for you because they don't know your life, but they're really experts in their field. So don't let ever let these people discourage you, even if they may be someone of like, like a mentor, like a professor, even like just don't listen. You don't have to listen to them. And you really don't need permission from anyone to start anything you want. Amazing. So do you feel like you're like an introvert? I feel like I was before, but I kind of trained myself to be an extrovert. Okay, so there are many introverts out there, including myself. Are there any advice that you would give to introverts who also want to, you know, make an impact and build a community of this size? Yeah, so I was definitely an introvert earlier as well. And I used to feel really scared of reaching out to people. In fact, I didn't reach out to people like outside my social circle for the first time until October 2019. It was actually at the Grace Hopper conference where I planned this meetup like 24 hours before. I made this Facebook event and posted it in the main Grace Hopper conference Facebook group. And within 24 hours, 400 people RSVP'd, 100 people came throughout the night, all 100 people over the world all different continents, took over a whole restaurant, and I never met any of them or talked to any of them before. But I met them all that night, and I was just in a room with a hundred different strangers I somehow gathered together in a restaurant um, all around the world, all centered around women and computing. And it was super fun. Like, I, everyone had a great time. We took photos, posted on LinkedIn, at each other on social media. And I thought that was super fun. It was I was so nervous the whole time, but I thought it was so fun that I continued doing that every single week in my local community. I am in this Facebook group called Subtle Asians Bay Area and I just like hosted real life coffee meetups every single weekend and I would just like plan a time from like 2 to 7 p.m. on a Saturday Sunday afternoon and do work in a cafe and meet people that way as well so I met hundreds of people just from the internet from Facebook groups since I was really scared and really like shy before I didn't want to be like that anymore. So I always made sure to challenge myself, make myself feel uncomfortable, putting myself in a room full of strangers and starting conversation. And once I started just like being uncomfortable really, really often, I started to grow a lot. So I just like put myself in really uncomfortable situations and just push myself to talk to people and keep growing that way. And then I also kind of gathered local artists from anime conventions. I had a group chat, like a local, local artist meetup chat. So we meet up in real life and draw together. And that was really fun as well. So these are like kind of like little mini communities I started before Design Buddies. 
And then I started designing buddies kind of during quarantine. And also I was getting ghosted left and right of internship applications to discuss my lack of experience and lack of network in industry. And it kind of just grew from there. I just kind of hopped on the trends of being online and also design as general, like the field just growing super big with a lot of people kind of wanting to go into that field from a different background. So I took these two trends and created design buddies and watch it grow from there. And then on LinkedIn, I also like opened to coffee and boba tea chat. So for the past like two or three months, I had about 15 coffee chats a week. And like 90% of the time is people reaching out to me. So just really playing myself out there and talking to so many different people really helped me break out of my comfort zone and really like refine my story. And and because I'm like getting feedback along the way. I also accept a lot of requests to be on podcasts or be on in talks or be a mentor in different places. So just getting a lot of experience, just like public speaking and also one-on-one chats also helped me like really break out of my comfort zone. And yeah, just like essentially like the advice I would give is just like make yourself put yourself out there like people are really nice there's some shitty people out there but they're very few you don't have to focus on them there's more nice people out there and people are really friendly especially in the design and tech field and just they just want to help you instead um so yeah just putting yourself out there and then when you're feeling uncomfortable that means you're growing for sure definitely put yourself out there I'm just curious what restaurant you ended up getting yeah, I forgot what's called. It was in Disney Springs. It was one of the large ones. I think called Spritzville. Spritzville. Yeah, it was like a two-story restaurant. They had like a bowling alley and stuff. Wow. I actually went to Grace Hopper last year oh, too. Nice. And I, I didn't know that that was happening. I should have gone. I planned it 24 hours before though. I was planning another one this year, but it's all online. So I also at Grace Hopper last year, I created this party hopping chat on Messenger and then it kept filling up. The crowdsourced party invites. Maybe that's the next big thing, yeah. crowdsourcing parties online. Yeah, so I actually created a Grace Hopper Discord server two months before the conference. I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta be the one to start this again. <laughs> and I just like start different things. I just like, I never wait for people to start. If I see something I want to do, I just start it right away. Yeah, it kind of goes in hand in hand without needing permission. If I just want to create a crowdsourcing party hopping chat just to find out more parties around me, I just created it and without having to wait for anyone else to start. So I just started myself. Be like Grace, folks. Uh, that's the entrepreneurial spirit. Thank if I you. have not seen that before, um, yeah. So thank you so much, Grace, for being on the podcast and taking the time today to speak with us. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Glad you had fun. I did too. COVID-19 is a historic virus that will go down in history as one of the worst things that has happened in the year 2020. Since March, work from home has become our new normal. We as students have become more reliant than ever on the internet. We Zoom our friends to talk, replacing our lunch get-togethers or even casual rants about classes. As social life at school diminished, virtual communities have risen. I call it the student community boom. Student communities have grown rapidly on LinkedIn, Slack, Facebook groups, Discord, or even building their own community platforms. These communities have filled our need to interact with others and grow our network. With the uncertainties of how long the current situation will remain, students have band together to help each other grow and flourish. Students we would otherwise have not met in person. Design Buddies is one of those communities. You can join Design Buddies on Discord or follow their social media accounts at Design Buddies.